Hey yo, it's uh, Podcast 30, uh, seeing where you're at, give me a shout. Business podcast in the battle between Mustangs and Camaros. We come down currently. Mustang, baby. No doubt about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, of course, I am joined by the CEO of My Fine Enterprise, a man whose icy negotiation skills are unrivaled, unmatched. Welcome to the program, Ian. Good to have you back this week. A couple listener shout outs. Cody McKibben from thrillingheroics.com loves his commute. When we join him vis-a-vis the podcast. Thanks, Cody. At SSS Stock on Twitter. Spent an entire day last week listening to all of our podcasts. Frankly, I'm worried. Prolonged exposure to our podcast might cause some sort of damage. At Pat Flynn, who is a Bala Bala internet marketer and also local San Diegan and a good friend of mine. He said uh, he hasn't been listening to my podcast, apparently, which is disturbing, but he started listening to it, and he said, dude, your podcast is so awesome, I'm hooked. So we've got Pat Flynn hooked. That's high society, man. We've got to step up the content now. Dino, man, Dino, listener, Dino visited me in Manila a couple days ago. Yeah, he's popping off the Palawan, man. He's going to be down in Palawan. He's working on some really cool niche sites, making income through AdSense. So congrats, Dino, on the great business, and on welcome to the Philippines. Mabuhai, my friend. I want to give a big thank you to Mohammed, who sent us an email responded to our request with exactly the coolest kind of email we could have received with a picture out his window as he was listening to the podcast of the desert in Dubai. It was super cool, cool to imagine. I would have never would have never thought that. And thanks a lot, Muhammad, for your nice email, your photo, and, uh, you know, the kind feedback. I'm totally into that. Ian, what's the news this week? What's going on? I'd like to thank Craig wrote on our on our site how to uh, how to lower the blood pressure. Apparently, it's just good uh, diet and he said the meds don't work. So. Yeah, we got a lot of great uh, shout outs on the blog, right? Lenny's power uh, giving us a little shout from uh, the beach in uh, Australia. We got people all around the world listening to this thing, man. I think our content's a little U.S. centric, but people from all around the world tuning in. This has been a busy week, and a couple quick things to talk about. Mr. Sean Ogle from Location 180 has re-signed his contract with us. Super stoked to have Sean on board for another few months. He is uh, moving back to the states, continuing to work with us. Started out with us at the Tropical MBA. Very, very excited to have Sean on board. Still, he is very talented. I am headed to uh, New York City this week. Is it some family? hang out, eat some good food. And I called our competition this week. I called one of our uh, biggest competitors straight up. Hey, that's an interesting story, actually. Uh, Let me outline how that happened. Because we talk about calling the competition all the time. And when the stakes are really high, sometimes, you know, you really want to measure those interactions. What ended up happening was we saw on the internet, there was some information that came out about their company that wasn't helpful to them. It was information that you wouldn't want to have come out about your company. And so what we did was we called them, let them know about it. So we did them a favor. And the reason we did that is because it was actually bad for the whole industry because it was sort of like supplier information. And so it wasn't good for the whole industry. And uh, certainly it wasn't information that I actually felt like by having that information out there, it would cre- reduce the barrier to entry for new competitors. So instead we, we called them. Yeah. And let them know about the information leak. And that sort of extending the olive branch 
led us to get some pretty damn good information out of these guys, yeah? Yeah, totally. Totally. Any opportunity. I love I love calling our competition. So any opportunity to get that, I, I just jump at it. And it, it was good. We got some juicy insight into them and their supplier. So I think it was... It was good that we saw it, but I think it was good that, that we took it down as well. At the end of the episode, we've got some tips. Uh, I'm going to share my new GTD technique that's been allowing me to stress-free absolutely crush it. Uh, on my end, the news. Hey, one news item. The uh, 10 Game Changing Thinkers podcast is one of the best ones we've ever done. And you can get that by putting your email address into the sidebar form. And then we just send you a little email that uh, kicks you the cool. It's a really nice podcast. And some people, I think, are worried about giving us their email email addresses. If that's the case, just send us an email and we'll send you the link to uh, the file. See what I did there? See what I did there? And uh, if you're worried about us selling uh, those email addresses, trust me, people, I've taken all your email addresses out to the street. I've tried to sell these things and they're worth nothing. Nobody will pay me a dime for these email addresses. So, uh, you know, don't worry about giving us your email addresses. Uh, We have no way to move these things. Uh, on, On the news front, in all seriousness, we are getting ready to make a trip to Bali, man. I think Bali might be one of those places that you have to say in whisper tone as well. Bali is baller. Uh, There's a lot of internet marketers like hanging out, doing the whole laptop beach dream living thing. And we're going to join them, man. We're going to get some motorcycles. We're going to pop into Bali and we're going to hang out for two weeks. And hopefully we'll record a podcast every single day. That is my ambition for Bali. Do you think we can follow up on that? Who's going to Bali? Me and you, man. Oh, sweet. Baller. (laughs) Can't wait. Yeah, man, we're going to Bali as part of the plan. And uh, the second news item, which uh, parlays very nicely into our meat and potatoes, which is we're getting rid of the office. Now, if you listen uh, to me, blah, 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 ten episodes ago when I first got the Manila, you hear me talking about having a giant uh, office here in the Philippines, um, and we're going to have 10 million people working for us, and that's not the way things are playing out, and we're going to make a little pivot here in Manila. So why don't we hop into the meat and potatoes feature section? The traditional office is dead, and that is allowing us to hire A players from all around the globe for insane salaries, you know, taking advantage of the global arbitrage principles that are so popular in the lifestyle design community. You know, we've got uh, we've got employees in how many countries now? One, two, three, four, five, four or five countries, and it's it's awesome. I mean, these guys are all stars, and there's four basic things you know that we're focusing on in order to get that done. Let's get started. What's the first one? First step you're going to have to take is you're going to have to get rid of your office, and this is something that we are doing in the Philippines. Yay. Yeah, buddy. So we made this decision. It was a lot. It was. It was based on lifestyle and, and cost. The ba- main thing here is what I'm noticing is that if you're not in a startup scenario where you need collaborative, creative, like, we're going to do this big thing this week kind of uh, vibe, then it's almost universal that A, players want the flexibility that comes from either a flex space, a flex office, a flex collaborative schedule, and not the old school rigid 8 to 5 kind of thing. There were so many downsides that came into my life when I got an office. I mean, one of my favorite things to do for some reason at 3.30 p.m. is I like to work out. It's because it's the middle of the afternoon lull, and I like to go and go for a swim or do kettlebells or something. And when I had an office, I couldn't do that anymore. It really started just to destroy little joys in my life like that. It started to take away. And I believe that A players deserve those things. They want those things. And if you take them away from them and without restocking on the other end, so to speak, by giving them, say, a Google experience where we're going to start up, we're going to do this incredible thing in three months. In our case, we're just trolling along with our business like we're always doing, not really offering that startup experience. And and so I think having an office is all downside uh, in terms of lifestyle. A lot of times these 
these offices, they just breed averageness. I, I know for me, like I become even more average when I'm in an office. Like I, I get in these rhythms where like I'll get into the office around nine and then like I'll brew the coffee at 930 before you know it'll be like 1030 and like I haven't checked Reddit yet. You know what I mean? And yeah. so like that's the kind of crap that usually comes with an office too is is these kind of obsessive compulsive behaviors that, that you carry out. When I'm away from the office, I find that I work more in my natural rhythm and, and less in everybody else's rhythm or in the coffee rhythm or whatever. And all these things are so arbitrary to make you feel like you're doing something. We'll get to that further down in the points. But the second thing is that to travel and network as much as possible. This has been so huge for my career. The second that I disassociated my earning power from an office, I've been able to create some pretty amazing things and us together as well. I mean, we've got a whole team here in the Philippines. We were able to go to Thailand to do the Tropical MBA with Sean Ogle, and that's going to be just the first one of those. We were, we were able to regularly go to China to set up new factory relationships there. I mean, there's so much value that you can bring into your life uh, if you can move around freely. And I think as an entrepreneur, you need to have that uh, in your toolkit, you know? It's one of the things that I don't take advantage of as much as you do. Like this week when I'm going to New York City, I'm going to work the whole time I'm there. And, and you get in a place like New York or San Francisco or wherever you might be going, maybe in the United States like I am next week, and you realize like this isn't any different than the kind of work that I did in San Diego. So why don't I go out and have some great experiences, meet some new people, set up some meetings. That stuff really energizes me. I don't know about you. I like having flexible, uh, a couple things on my mind in terms of location. Uh, we're doing some really... I'm involved in some very interesting investments here in the Philippines. And because of that, I'm going to go stay in those locations for a few weeks and really learn about the key players that are involved. You know, obviously, it would be via phone. If I, and I didn't, wouldn't have that deep relationship if, it, if, it, if I had to be in an office every day. So basically, go create a new office in these places that are strategically important. Let me uh, let me tell you what, what I think a lot of people's downsides are. And I've heard this like countless times. And it's it's like... Well, where am I going to like meet up? How am I going to like bring them to my office if I don't have an office? Like prospective clients and things like that. We've done quite a bit of business this last year and met maybe one or two times our clients and it not and it hasn't even been in our office. So, like an office is totally irrelevant. Like it's just a place where we have all this furniture and everybody kind of hangs out. So, I think that's like a very lame excuse and this one that I hear all the time is that people need a place to like showboat clients. People want something to talk about. You do not need that stuff. Let me move on to the third point, which is focus on growth. I mean, if you want to have A players on your team, you have to be going somewhere. You can't just be handing someone a folder of crap to do for you. That's one thing that's really important, I think. You have to be focused on the growth. And the other thing about not having an office that enables this mindset is an office is just a crutch. It's just like your inbox. You go to the office, you feel like you did something. But no, you did not do something. As, as the entrepreneur, you need to be ruthlessly focused on your bottom line and creating revenue. And that's what your job is. It's not to go put in your hours or to make sure that everybody else is. It's to make sure that they're contributing to your bottom line. That's your responsibility. I feel like an office can give you that false sense of productivity at times when it doesn't mean anything to go to an office. Yeah, focus on growth is is my favorite point here. And that's something that we didn't really see happen in the Philippines. And so I think that's a big reason why we're ditching the office there. Is, and it's not necessarily anyone's fault, but it we basically thought that there was going to be all this growth opportunity from having everybody in the same room and we're going to be super productive. Everybody was going to bring in donuts on Tuesday for you. I think, I think that was 
what you were really excited about. Basically, it didn't bring us a lot of growth, and that's that's the bottom line for us, is the bottom line. Well, you know, we're seeing more growth on the side of the business that focuses on lifestyle, and those are the interns that are working for you and for me for very low salaries, in your case, for nothing, because we're supplying them with a great experience and in an atmosphere that is growth oriented. That's something that, you know, people aren't lining up for the experience of sitting in an office. They're lining up for the experience of working with lifestyle entrepreneurs who are doing interesting things, traveling around the world. And we can really supply that to people. And those are the people that are helping growing our business the most, not the more support technical staff necessarily who are awesome, but also that's not where we're scaling. We don't need tons and tons of technical support and tech expertise. We need to scale our marketing efforts, frankly. And so those are the people that are the interns that are really, uh, putting firepower in our business yeah you want to talk about growth let's let's spend it let's spend an episode talking about how we get interns to work for us for nearly nothing how it turns out to be a great experience for them and for us you know spending your time lining up people to work for you uh, as interns or for very low salaries in exchange for great experiences is a much better use of time i think than trying to line up an office and put people in seats hey you know and none of this is against offices per se i mean you can still have an office we still have many offices but the point is is that you need to be out of the office, that you as the entrepreneur, you need to not be in the office mindset. You need to be in a much more flexible mindset. You know, And also there's creative ways to work around this for the needs of collaboration. So, for example, my team and I will still be meeting every other week, say, for example, and we're also going to do these things called like launch parties or code-offs where we all go to a resort or a uh, house somewhere in the province, and we get together in the same place, and we work together for a week to like launch a new feature set or launch a new business or something big. And that's cool because that's that startup fun environment. And when you have location independence, you can do that stuff for really cheap. You know, It doesn't need to be expensive to bring everybody to a resort for a week. And that's the kind of thing that we're going to be doing. I mean, me and you are going to Bali for two weeks. That's not going to be expensive either. In fact, same price it would take for me to go meet you in California. Yeah. Uh, so why not, why not do it in a place like Bali where we can really get a great experience out? The number number fourth point here and how you can hire A players from across the globe is that not having an office uh, forces better communication. I've had some employees before that you, they're the kind of employees that you just need to have them in an office. So you have no idea what they're doing because they can't you know they can't communicate with you well and and they, they're not very self driven. I've even had employees Ian who tell me that it's difficult for them to fill out a spreadsheet that indicates the kinds of tasks that they're doing every day. Well, Ian this is a red flag that you need to get that person out of your business. So if you're setting up all these training wheels, like an office, it's just a, it's like, uh, you know, the putting bumpers around the corners of all the coffee tables for these kids, you just need to fire them. I mean, it's, it's a great red flag. If you can't handle working out of an office and self-driving and executing on projects, you're not an A player, man, and I don't want to work with you. Wait, was that, were you talking about when I used to work for you and I couldn't fill out spreadsheets? Was that a reference to that? Yeah, I don't know. Let's not do the inside jokes here and we all know you're a valued member of our team sometimes i don't feel that way (laughs) i think the force of better communication is is great one of the downsides uh that I encounter, and like you said, this isn't all about the office, but one of the downsides of working in an office uh, is like the now, now, now syndrome, where somebody taps you on the shoulder every five minutes and they're always disrupting you. One of the cool things about getting out of that environment, you know, working with people across the globe is that you've really got to have well-constructed emails and thoughts, feelings uh, that can be conveyed over the, either the phone or email. And I think you put a lot more effort into it that way. 
too. I mean, I'm not just lobbing off 300 emails a day like I might be uh, 300 conversations a day. So I think it does force better communication, people you work with, that you can't have constant. Moving to the office to me was almost like I was enabling the part of me that wanted to micromanage. And of course, there's a part of every entrepreneur that's frustrated because like, you feel like you can do things better than other people. And if you could just micromanage them and mush them along and kick their butts every day and this kind of thing. But that's not really the part of yourself that you want to feed. You want to feed the part of yourself that has that long-term vision, pushing people in that direction. And that isn't just so getting your shorts in a, in a ruffle every single day about every single detail. At the end of the day, you know, we need to be focused on the big growth opportunities and constructing things creatively. That's exactly what your emails do, Ian, is you sit down, you pull back, and you say, look, what's the big creative idea that I'm going to pull together with the team here? And I can't just hack away at every little detail every minute of the day. I'm going to have to trust these people to execute on my well-developed thought. And so I think that's excellent. So anyway, yeah, you know, this stuff isn't, isn't uh, I know we, we were flip-floppers on this stuff, but uh, I think it's important to see both sides of the issue. And uh, we've certainly had a great learning experience here the last few months with focusing on, on launching offices and now the death of the office. So, wah, wah, wah. All right, let's move on to the quick tips, tricks, and or funny jokes section. Ian, what do you have for us today? It is a somewhat new website, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Under each episode, under each podcast, you will find a comment section, which I just figured out how to use. Uh, <laughs> my quick tip for you guys that haven't heard of the site is to go on there and to comment on each episode after you've listened to it. Maybe even give it a little tweet love if you don't mind. And then if you are really feeling crazy, go get the first two seasons or pass it on to somebody that you know might like that. Ian, with, with the self-promotional quick tip. Wow. No shame. I guess it's your podcast, man, so you can do what you want to. If people don't like it, they can they can go listen to uh, Pat Flynn's new podcast, man. That one's pretty yeah. good. Smart Passive Income Podcast. If go get an office for all I care. Go get an office. Hey, I've got a new way that I'm doing my GTD system. Everybody here should read GTD by David Allen. That's my quick tip. Go read GTD. Set that. That's going to really help you clear your mind and get things done. I implement this in my email inboxes and uh, on my note sheet that I have here, and uh, it really has changed my life. I've got this new way, new way of dealing with tasks. Here's, the, here's how it works. First off, I have a new principle, which is that the best way to deal with email is to delete it. It works like a charm. Yeah, that's, that's me, working man. great every time I send you an email. I can You can just delete those things, man. It's true. You can just hit delete, and they go away. Wow. It actually wow. works. It's incredible. I mean, and I'm not even joking, man. And the second thing, I get a task into my inbox. Someone wants me to do something. I either do, I do this rundown. Can I delegate it? If I can't delegate it, I ask myself, am I excited about doing it? If the answer is no, I delete it. That's my new task management <laughs> system. And here's what I'm putting. I'm entering a new constraint into my system, which is there's going to be a, a group of tasks that are not getting accomplished, and people on the other end are going to start to realize this. So there's going to be some push for me to eventually either stop doing those kinds of tasks altogether or hire somebody with the competency to get them done, which is my role as the entrepreneur. So no longer, Ian, am I going to martyr myself and let those niggling tasks hang around on my to-do list for like three months, and then like three months down the line, I finally feel guilty enough that I crawl into a cave and I do that thing for like three hours, right. even though it wasn't really that valuable. I'm just doing it to like meet someone's expectations or I thought to myself that I was going to do it and all this stuff. No way, man. 
I'm going to enter a new constraint. I'm just going to delete that stuff. If I'm not excited about it, if I can't delegate it, delete off of my radar. Boom! Take that, David Allen. That's my innovation to GTD. A couple more quick tips I want to share. You know, they say you have to contact someone seven times about something in order to convince them to do something. Well, I'm going to tell you for the second time that you need to be a Dropbox.com user. This is the most incredible piece of software that I've added to my computer in the past six months. Ian just shared with me an audio. It just popped up on my screen right now that Ian and I share folder is updated. Now, that file is on my computer. I don't need to be connected to a network in order to access that file forevermore. It's absolutely brilliant. Ian, you're a Dropbox fan as well. I am. Yeah, yeah you can also use it to uh, back up some files. I don't know if you do that. Hey, thanks to also a quick tip from an anonymous listener. A big fan of the show uh, shared with me an extension from redflymarketing.com which allows you to adjust the Google search results for different countries right on the top of your browser in Chrome or Firefox. So that's a much more elegant solution than we were offering in the last uh, podcast and so that's why we share these tips. Great, we've got extra stuff. You've also been using a, uh, a hack that some of the people, I think Joel Runyon shared and David Crandall shared in the tips uh, section or the comments section of the blog, which is that you can use incognito mode in Chrome. Chrome, by the way, if you're not using Google Chrome, there's another quick tip. Google Chrome is the best browser. Yeah. Agreed, oh, Ian? totally. Totally. Don't use anything else. Yeah, Google Chrome is the best browser. If you're not using it, just spend the five minutes to get the new one. It is, get it. It's You'll like it better than Firefox and Safari, trust me. Yeah, you can use incognito mode, mode to be in to multiple Gmail accounts at once. Because uh, there, there was that issue in the past where with each browser you can only be logged into one Google account. Well, no more with uh, incognito mode. So thank you, uh, David and Joel and whoever else I didn't properly reference for... Uh, sharing with us that great tip. And, uh, for a funny joke today, we're going to embed a uh, video of a guy crying about a rainbow, which is hilarious. Ian, thank you for joining me today for the episode in the bag. Good times. Uh, we got to run off and do yep. something. Yeah? Talk to you soon. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Go there, get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything.